Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. What's up, Encounter family? This is Jesse Lawford here. I'm the executive pastor uh, at Encounter Church. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are very excited for what God is doing here in this house. And I truly I truly pray, uh, pray that this, this uh, message will bless you. It will speak to you. Um, it'll just get deep down on the inside. And, and uh, Pastor Craig has been preaching a lot of great messages about the kingdom of heaven nurturing us. And it, whatever we allow to nurture us becomes our nature is what he's saying. And so um, that's just been kind of eating at my spirit. It's been kind of just uh, just getting a hold of my heart. And so I want to I wanna take a, a little bit of time here to just kind of get on the tail end of some of what Pastor Craig has already been teaching um, and just kind of wrap it up because I know we're going to get ready to go into a new series. And if you can get to the church here for the next couple Sundays, I know that you're going to be truly blessed. Um, so I'm truly honored to have this opportunity to speak, and I just give honor to our pastor, Pastor Craig, and, and every person that leads here at Encounter Church. And I'm just so excited to be able to share some of this stuff with you guys. But I want to go along that same line. Um, I truly believe uh, what Pastor Craig was saying, that whatever we allow to nurture us will become our nature. And so I truly believe that as, as believers— in this day and age, we need to be consumed by the kingdom of God, and we need to allow it to become a huge part of our lives. And so I just want to read some scripture at the, at the, uh, at the outset of this message here, just read a little bit of scripture so we can get some context uh, to what exactly I want to uh, talk to us about here today. But my first scripture that I want to talk about is found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, and it says this, So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. You may grow into the full experience of salvation. That's just an amazing portion of Scripture. We continue on here, though. It says, cry out for this, nutrient, uh, this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. And I, I want to speak to us on this topic, crave the kingdom, crave the kingdom. And uh, we, we see in this portion of scripture that he talks about uh, like a newborn, uh, newborn baby. And, and I just recently had, uh, our, we just recently had, my wife and I just recently had our first uh, child, Oliver. And it's amazing when, when uh, the child is first born and, uh, you know, they, they come out and they're all weird looking and <laughs> they got all their, their wonderful characteristics as little babies. Uh, but the first thing that they want to do is they want to, they want to feed. And there's this, there's this uh, in, internal uh, desire, if you will, that says, hey, I got to find, I got to find provision. I got to find food or I'm not going to make it. And so it's the first thing is that a beautiful, beautiful thing that I got to experience with, with my wife and I and, and our son to see that. Um, and I truly believe that when he was talking about this, that when we're talking about craving the kingdom or to, to crave the kingdom, there's something inside of us. When we spend time around God, we spend time around the church, we spend time interacting with, with the spirit of God, there is a craving on the inside of us that desires more and longs for more of the kingdom. Now, more of God, more of, more of who Jesus is. And pretty much that word crave, and we just kind of break it down here uh, to the definition of crave or craving is, and I love this definition, is a powerful desire for something. 
So when you are craving the kingdom, you are having a powerful desire for it. There's a desire inside of you. It's not just something that you want. It's not just something that you're thinking about, that you're running after, but it says a powerful desire. And I truly believe that that's the great definition for when someone desires the kingdom of God because it is truly powerful in their lives. When you crave the kingdom, when your heart longs for the kingdom of God, it will be filled, it will be satisfied, and you're going to see powerful things happen inside of your life. And so, it's, I, I, you know, I used, uh, last time I preached, a, a couple Sundays uh, that I preached uh, in the past year, a couple months ago, I used a food analogy, and I got a bunch of cereal, um, just because I mentioned the fact that I like cereal. I still do like cereal. Uh, you don't have to give me that. I'm not bringing it up again for you to get me more cereal, but I'm going to be talking about food. So this is, again, this isn't something that, <laughs> I, I just like food. Food references are some of my favorite stuff because I enjoy food, um, but I'm not, this isn't, I don't need, you know, the things that I'm going to be talking about. You don't have to give it to me. I thank you so much for that heart, but if, if I get what I'm going to be speaking about now, I'm going to be, I'm going to weigh another 500 pounds because it's, it's about candy and pop and all that. So please don't do that. I, I, I won't, I won't uh, consume what I'm about to talk about, but food and beverage companies speak to cravings that we have as consumers. And and if you've done a lot of study in, about the food industry and how it's evolved over the years and how uh, companies actually do studies and, and really try to work out what, a, uh, what food is to us and how we consume it and how we, how we experience food and then capitalize on it by, you know, changing foods and how they're made up and all that type of stuff, you know, refining sugars and all that so that we can have, uh, you know, more pleasurable experiences when we're eating. But they really, they really do. A lot of these companies really speak to some of those desires that when you get hooked on pop or Pepsi or whatever, uh, you get hooked on candies, they're, they're, they're speaking to those desires that you have. So I just wanted to read some of these. This is one that first came to, came to mind. One of the uh, uh, sayings for Sprite is obey your thirst is one of the things that Sprite says. And so they're speaking to that desire that you have for something sweet to drink. And uh, I, I, if you're drinking Sprite when you're, you know, as like some of the athletes are in some of the, <laughs> some of the uh, commercials, if you're only drinking Sprite, I don't think it's going to work for you very well. So I'd encourage you to drink water. However, it says obey your thirst. And what is it talking to? It's not, you know, you don't need Sprite to survive. I mean, we need water and we need those things. But it's talking to this inside desire. It says, hey, I want something, I want something sweet to drink and it's saying obey that that craving or that desire inside of you snickers says snickers satisfies that's one of their slogans uh snickers satisfies so uh they're talking to that desire inside of you for, for when you're hungry that if you go for a snickers that hunger is going to be satisfied and then here's another one uh oh oh uh, henry if you've ever had an O henry bar um actually i looked this up on facebook and there's actually an O henry canada if you didn't know that uh, you, you know that now, and they actually have a Facebook Facebook page out there. But on their Facebook page, it says this: "O Henry solves your hunger, and that's it. Very simple. Solves your hunger. It satisfies you. But ultimately, what these food companies are doing is they're playing towards your cravings, and they're saying, "Hey, when you're hungry, and when you're when you're going through a, a portion of time when in, in your day where you're where you're thirsty or you're you're wanting something to eat, they want that slogan to stick into your mind that Snickers satisfies and and O Henry, Henry solves your hunger, so that you would reach for an O Henry bar to satisfy some of that craving." Now we know if we eat Snickers bars and and O Henry bars and and we consume. Uh, 
Sprite and that's all we eat, we're in trouble, right? We, we Hopefully we understand that for all, all everybody else out there that doesn't. It, that's not proper nutrients. We understand that concept. However, they're, they're playing into it. They're like, hey, this is, this is a good thing. This is, if, if you're hungry, we can satisfy you. And I want to say on the outset, there's nothing that's going to satisfy you like the kingdom of God. There's nothing that's going to satisfy your cravings and your longings and your desires because we were created with something missing. We, we, we were created for the presence of God and we got removed from the presence of God back in the garden. So there's been a longing and a, and a desire, a deep desire for man for something and they've been searching for that for a very long time. And we know here as Christians today that we have the solution to that and it's the kingdom of God. It's God's spirit. It's his, it's his presence. In fact, what God is desiring for us to pray is, your kingdom come, your will be done. We know this in the Lord's Prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. God is constantly wanting us to get the kingdom of God to come down and inhabit the earth because that's what we were created to experience and that's what we were created to run hard after. So we are, we are des designed to crave something. My question to you is, what are you craving? What are you craving? Is it the things of this world? Is it the things, uh, you know, is it, is, it, is it a better job? Is it a better, no, I'm not saying that those things aren't are good things to desire, uh, but are those the things that really deep down inside what you're running heart and soul after? And I would, I would want, I'd submit to you today that the only thing that you should be running heart and soul after in entirety is the kingdom of God. And I want to dig into that uh, because I know that, I know there's a lot of things, and I know, you know, just talking with different people uh, throughout my life, uh, there's a lot of talk about balance and balancing your life out and, and making sure that every area of your life uh, is taken care of, which I truly believe is, is important. Uh, and I believe this, that if you're running hard after the kingdom and you're seeking the kingdom, you're craving the kingdom of God, you're going to be satisfied and every single portion of your life is going to be better because of it. So the kingdom of God in the church is not just something that we do on a Sunday or that we take and add into our life. The kingdom of God is something that consumes us, that, that completely saturates us, that is something that we focus on and that we crave, and that if we truly run hard after it, we're going to get the desires of our heart. You know, we're going to get into it with scripture, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. We're going we're to go there today, and all these things will be added unto you. When you run hard after the kingdom, God says, hey, if you, if you run hard after my kingdom and you seek me with all your heart and you pursue me, I'm going to do great things and show up for you in your life. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to do great things for you. So great, great promises. But I just want to look at this. When we're looking at craving the kingdom or crave the kingdom, we're looking at that title, that desire that we have. Uh, a lot of people say, okay, well, crave the kingdom of God. Great. Well, how do, what, if, if I don't know what to crave, then, then what, what am I craving? What am I supposed to be craving? How, what does the kingdom of God look like? How do I experience the kingdom of God in my life? So the first thing I want to go through here in this, in this message is how do we experience the kingdom? And, uh, you know, Jesus is a great teacher. And what he does is he actually lays out what the kingdom of God is like. And he was, he was around a lot of people found in Matthew 13. He was around a lot of people that knew a lot about farming. And so we find a lot of his parables about the kingdom is, is based around farming. And there's a lot of illustrations about that because that's how people understood that was their existence at that time where they, where they received uh, what they needed to survive. And so we see a lot of that. So I want to look into Matthew, uh, Matthew 13, and we'll be sharing a lot of those things. But when we look at like, hey, okay, what is the, I know that I have to have a desire for the kingdom, but what does that mean? What, what's, what do I have to desire? And how does that fit into my life? And how do I experience the kingdom of God? 
in my life. Well, ultimately, the kingdom of God, and, and we know this, the kingdom of God and how we experience on a regular basis, basis is God's word. In John chapter 1, uh, verse 1 through 5, it says this, And in the beginning, the word already existed, and the, Lord, the word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. And the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So a beautiful, a beautiful illustration of what the word of God is. It existed before, it existed in the Old Testament, it existed before the world existed, it existed in the Old Testament, it existed in the New Testament, it exists now, and we experience it on a regular basis. It's the word of God that comes to you through preaching of the word of God, reading his word, prayer, worship. It's the word of God that comes and speaks to your heart. That is how we experience the kingdom of God most on a regular basis as Christians. When we come in, and that's why we create such a powerful culture around the preaching of the word of God. I don't know about you, but I know my pastor, Pastor Craig preaches the word of God every Sunday. Every time he gets behind uh, a podcast or, or whatever he's doing, any platform, he shows up on a Sunday. I'm excited about that. I'm clapping my hands. I'm running after it because I know I'm experiencing the kingdom of God in that moment. And I'm excited about that because that means the kingdom of God is getting on the inside of me. And if I steward it correctly, it's going to change my life. So that's why we love the word of God. That's why we love the word of God around here. That's why it was documented in scripture for us to be able to read all the time so that we can experience the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage you, experiencing the kingdom of God is more than just saying a prayer over your meal. It's more than just, just invo involving God every once in a while in your day or whatever, however we do it. The kingdom of God, experiencing the kingdom of God is showing up to, to where the body of Christ exists, having people speak into your life, opening up so that other people can speak into your life, whether it's through the platform or whether it's uh, through, through prayer where someone's coming up and they're actually praying for you, whatever that looks like. God wants you to experience his kingdom because the more that you experience his kingdom in word form, the, hunger, the, the more hunger and craving is on the inside of you for his kingdom. And that's how you start craving it is by experiencing his word. And uh, the second thing here is if we're looking at how we experience the kingdom of God and, and what the kingdom of God's traits are is number one, we experience it in his, in his word. And number two, we look at that the kingdom of God and its traits in your life will produce a harvest if you steward it correctly. So the word of God that we experience, the kingdom of God that we experience in this day and age comes through his word. And that word wants to produce a harvest. That word wants to do something in your life. And so when you allow the spirit of the, the kingdom of God to get on the inside in word form, God will produce that harvest. And, and it, we, we, we look through uh, Matthew chapter 13. He starts explaining what the kingdom of God is and how that actually looks like. We see Matthew uh, chapter 13, verse 31 through 32. It says, uh, this is, this is a, a great parable. Uh, here is another illustration that Jesus, that Jesus used. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And, uh, Pastor Craig read this before. It's like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of the seeds, but it becomes the largest uh, of the garden plants. To, uh, it, it grows into a tree, and the birds come and make nests in its branches. And so we see that it's a small seed, and it turns into a great thing. Not, not, only, not only that it's, it's, it's great, but it's the, biggest, it's the biggest plant there in the garden, and birds actually come and nest in on it. So we see that the kingdom of God desires to produce a harvest 
in your life, when you allow the word of God to get on the inside of you and the kingdom of God to get on the inside of you, it truly changes your life. It completely changes your life. And if you allow it to come in and produce a harvest, it's going to do great things in your life. Amen. So with, with this one, uh, the other one is, 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 is as we look in the scriptures and we see in, in uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, excuse me, <clears throat> verse 23, it says, the seed that, that fell on the good soil uh, represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. So again, God's wanting to produce a harvest in your life. But we see in this one, when it falls on the good soil, when it falls on the soil of your heart, when the word of God gets on the inside of you, when you're seeking the word of God and you're experiencing the word of God and you're allowing it to get on the inside of you, it's going to produce a harvest. So my question to you today is, what has God spoke to you? What has God spoke into your spirit and into your life? What has God been communicating to you through his word, through his kingdom, uh, since, you've, since you've began your relationship with him? Those things, God wants to produce a harvest in those things. And just because you can't see a harvest right now, just because you can't see it all lined out before you, doesn't mean that God isn't going to do it because God's word will not come back void. It's not going to come back without an answer, without results. God's kingdom, it's the word of God. And when the word of God speaks into your heart, you will see a harvest from it. So what do you need to continue to pray for? What do you need to continue to, to move forward and run after? You know, as I was, as I was praying through this verse, uh, God laid on my heart some people that you have a dream to start a business. You have a dream to run after something that's impossible. You have a dream to start a business for the kingdom of God. Maybe it's a coffee company you want to start for the kingdom of God. Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's an apparel company you want to start for the kingdom of God. Or, 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 or something that you want to do to, to serve the church or whatever that looks like. You want to be in the marketplace and you want to be, you want to be proclaiming the kingdom of God in that place. Don't allow those things to, to go to the wayside just because they haven't been produced yet. I truly believe that this year our word is built. And I believe that God is going to build the church. He's going to build this location. We're going to see God do great things. But I also believe that God is going to build new things inside of you, inside of your ministry, inside of the things that God has spoken to your heart and into your life. So whatever that is, and I don't know who that's for, but whoever that is, whatever that word has been spoken to you, God is going to produce a harvest with that word if you'll allow it to get on the inside and you'll keep believing, you'll keep praying. Here's the other thing, that when God's word is produced in your life and the kingdom of God comes to pass when it's planted in your heart, the blessing will support you. And uh, we see actually uh, in, that, in that verse there in uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 32, it says that the, that the birds will come and actually nest in the branches. And so that's, that's, that's showing you that the, the blessing grew so big, that, that little seed of faith grew so big that it could support the environment around it. I believe that the words that God speaks to you and the, and the word of God that speaks into your heart, the kingdom of God that gets planted on the inside, when it is produced in your life, when you see it actually come to pass, it's not only going to take care of you, but it's going to take care of the people around you. Not only spiritually, but I believe physically in the, in, the, in, the, in the natural realm as well. I believe that when God's word fully comes to bloom and fully comes to, to, to launch in people's lives, that it actually becomes a great thing that you can actually be supported by. And so... That is the kingdom of God. That's how, we, that's how we experience the kingdom of God through his word and what he wants it actually to do in our lives. But the question is, how do we respond to the kingdom? 
So how do we respond to the kingdom? Now that we know what the kingdom of God is, now that we know that the kingdom of God is the word of God and that it wants to produce a harvest inside of our lives, how do we respond to it correctly? And there's three ways that I believe that you respond to the kingdom of God when, when God's speaking to you and, and, you're, and you're involved in the church and you're involved with his kingdom. The first thing that we got to do is we got to seek. We got to seek the kingdom of God. We got to seek the word of God. We got to be reading our word. We got to be coming to church and hearing the word of God. We got to be talking about the kingdom with other people, other believers, because that's how the word gets on the inside. But we got to be hungry for it. And here's the amazing thing it says, seek the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 12 and verse 31. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and, and, and he will give you everything you need. So here's the thing I think the, the one hesitation that people have when they first are uh, uh, exposed to the kingdom of God, when they first hear a word that's spoken into their heart and into their lives, they want to run after it because they know it's what they were created for. They want to run after the kingdom of God because they know like, hey man, this is, this is a, a powerful, beautiful experience and I want this in my life and I want this to be a part of my life. You know, that's what happened to me when the first time God spoke to my heart and my life, I knew that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. If God is real, then I want other people to know that he's real. I want to be a steward of what God has given me so that other people can experience it as well. But what ends up happening is when we get that hunger and we crave the kingdom and we run after it and we seek it, all of a sudden the world starts coming into play in our lives. Well, I got this and I've got that and these things and I've, you know, I've got a family and I've got a job and I've got all these different types of things you know, and, and I, I, can't, I can't run hard after the kingdom because it will neglect all of these things in our lives, in our lives. But here's the thing, we have a promise that if we run hard after the kingdom, God will add to us. God will add to us. He'll add in our jobs. He'll add in our families. He will, he will surround us. The kingdom of God is not something that we take off the shelf when, and put on the shelf when we desire. The kingdom of God is the entirety. If you allow the kingdom of God to truly get on the inside of you and infiltrate you as you seek it, it's going to consume every aspect of your life. If, if you're going to church and, and you're hearing the word of God and you're interacting and you're on a serve team, that's great, that's awesome. But the kingdom of God is more than that. Kingdom of God is more than just showing up and serving on a Sunday. It's more than just showing up and playing, uh, playing on the worship team on a Sunday. The kingdom of God wants to get into every aspect of your life and wants to consume you. And, and get this, when you're consumed by the kingdom of God, everything in your life will elevate. Everything in your life will elevate. Everything's going to get better. Your relationship with your, with your spouse is going to get better. Your relationship with your kids is going to get better. Your relationships on your job is going to get better. When you get consumed by the Spirit of God and you start operating supernaturally, there's going to be things that happen. You're going to be able to respond to situations with more peace. Amen. You're not going to have as much anger in your heart and in your life. And when temptation comes along, you're going to have that power on the inside to resist when the kingdom of God consumes you and you seek it. And here's the thing, I think the reason why it's mentioned this, he mentions it this way in, in the Bible, is because the kingdom of God was meant to be sought after wholeheartedly. We were meant to crave the kingdom of, of, of heaven, uh, the kingdom of, uh, of God, with everything that's inside of us, with everything that our heart desires. And, 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 and sometimes what that does, it just consumes us. But he says this, if you seek my kingdom, I'm going to come around you, and I'm going to support you, and I'm going to show you that the things that you care about, I also care about those things. Because, uh, again, we're not preaching the fact that you're going to neglect your family or anything like that. But it actually makes those things in your life better. The other thing, when the kingdom of God comes to us, we need to seek. The other thing that we need to do as well is sacrifice. 
you know, I, I think the, 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 best, the best example of sacrificing for the kingdom of God came uh, to us by Jesus Christ. He, was, he laid it all on the line. He showed us exactly what it means to sacrifice for the kingdom of God, to actually move forward in the kingdom of God and do things uh, and, and lay it out all, all on the line and do things that were outside of the box to sacrifice, you know, popularity, all those different types of things. He laid it all on the line so that we could have what we have today. But this is an amazing parable. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man uh, discovers, discovered hidden in a field. And his, and his excitement, in his excitement, sorry, he hid, he hid it, or sorry, in his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. So we see that he finds it, he finds a treasure in the field. He hides it again so that nobody else will find it. Then he goes out and he sells everything that he has so that he can obtain that treasure that was found in that field. Talk about sacrifice. But I'm, I'm telling you, when the kingdom of God truly gets on the inside of you, that's what you're willing to do. It's almost like a litmus test. How much are you willing to sacrifice for the kingdom shows you how much your heart is all in with the kingdom. Because ultimately, here's the thing. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God owns everything. And so if you run hard after the kingdom, he has that promise that he's going to take care of you. So when you sacrifice, no matter what it is you sacrifice, even if you end up sacrificing your life for the kingdom of God, God is the one that created life in its entirety. And he has the power to give you life. He has the power to raise the dead. He has the power to, uh, to, to go into hell and take the keys away so that we can have everlasting life. He has the ability to do all these things. So every time we sacrifice, God is able to give exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think when we sacrifice for the kingdom. But it's going to take sacrifice. Seeking the kingdom of God takes sacrifice. You got to lay other things off to the side so that you can actually pursue and seek the things of God. And the last thing that we need to respond for the kingdom when the kingdom of God's coming to us is to be saturated, to sat saturated by the kingdom of God, to saturate ourselves in, in the word and in, in the kingdom. And um, we, tr we truly need that openness. And, and, and we see in, this, in, the, in Matthew uh, chapter 13, he talks about sowing the seed and, and sowing the seed into the good soil. And what is, I, I, I've, you know, being in real estate, uh, we have, uh, we do a lot of vacant land and there's a lot of times where we uh, uh, do septic systems. And you got to do, when you get a septic system, you got to go out and do a site evaluation where there's an actual perk test that's done where they lift up the soil and they see what type of soil it is to see if it can actually absorb uh, the water that's, that's done through the septic system. And uh, when I read that word good soil, I, I, read, I, I, I really think about soil that is ready to receive. Soil that has done everything. You see all the different types of soil that were some was rocky and some was some just didn't have what it takes to receive the word. But when we allow ourselves to be to saturate in the presence of God and be saturated by the presence of God and be open so that we can receive it, that's what God, that's that's how God takes root inside of our heart, inside of our lives, and plants his word on the inside. And I truly believe this, that if you're not, if you find like you're not super open to be, uh, to allow God's spirit to come and saturate you, there's things that we can do to, uh, to allow ourselves to open back up. We can pray again. We can get back in listening to worship music. We can, we can get into the presence of God again, and we can allow that stony heart to, to slough off and be pushed off to the side. But ultimately, when we stop, when we stop running for the kingdom, we stop craving the kingdom, there's certain things that happen in our lives. And one of the one of the uh, uh, the, the, the greatest things 
uh, not greatest things, but in this story in Matthew chapter 13, one of the things that we see uh, that happened to the people uh, in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 57 and 58, I'm not going to read it here due to sake of time, but uh, we see that there were people that, that listened to Jesus. So Jesus had just been done, uh, done uh, speaking to people about the kingdom of God, and he had a, a time where he was telling all of these parables. And, and so he goes back home to where he was from, and he starts teaching them those things. But because they, uh, Jesus was familiar to them, because Jesus was from his from uh, Jesus was from that town. That was the town he was from. It says that they started asking questions like, "How does this guy know about the kingdom of God? How, where's his credit in that? We 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 know his father. We know we know his mother. We know his family. He he he's just like us." And he, so here's what happens that if without what happens with when we're uh, looking at being saturated by the kingdom is a lot of times. Uh, we cannot, when we allow the kingdom to become common to us, and we allow Jesus to become common to us, and we and we start questioning, like, well, how, you know, how how does how does uh, you know ultimately, you know, how does the, the the word of God work, and and you know, really, really is 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 God really speaking to me through the preaching? Is God really speaking me through through the worship? And we start going through these questions, and and I don't know if I can really receive the word from that person because they're not, you know, and we start we start questioning how God wants to speak to us, and, and we and we start making it common amongst us then what ends up happening is we start closing off to the things of God and we don't we're not allowing ourselves to be saturated by his kingdom but it, it literally closes off to the things of God like these people did and because of that it says in scripture that Jesus was not able to perform miracles among them many miracles among them because they were not open to the kingdom they were not open to the word of God in their hearts and in their in their lives because of their doubt so I have a question for you in the in the tail end of this of this message here are, do you find that you found, that you have yourself that you're sitting in a place right now where you're where you're where the word of God has become common to you, where it's just it's just another thing that you pop in on the road when you're driving to to your job or you know it's just it's you're just going through the motions in church and yeah it's a great message but you're not really allowing the the kingdom of God to come and saturate you and truly truly infiltrate every part of who you are. Do you find yourself looking at the people that God has placed in your life and leadership and just saying yeah. I know that guy. Yeah, he's you know we hung out the other day, and yeah, I am. what's what's great about him, and why would why would he or she be able to to speak into my life? When you find yourself in that place, and you find yourself closing up, closing off, it's a dangerous place to be because when God's speaking, God's moving, God is God is doing everything He can to get your attention and allow His kingdom to be planted in your life. But if we close ourselves off like that, then we're not allowing God's kingdom to come in. And pursue our hearts and our lives for his kingdom. And, and, and to, be, to be a part of everything that God is doing and see the harvest that God wants in our hearts and lives uh, in this place, in this town, and in this region. And so I want to I ask you that question. When you, when you stop craving the kingdom of God, you stop raving about his presence. When you stop craving the kingdom of God, you stop raving about his presence. You stop raving about the things uh, that God has done for you. When you stop craving the kingdom of God, you stop seeing salvation take place in your life. You know, we need salvation every single day. At the outside of this message, we need salvation every day. And when we stop, we stop craving the kingdom of God and pursuing it and seeking it and sacrificing for it and going all in for the kingdom of God, then we stop seeing the salvation taking place in our life and we stop seeing other people, God opening up doors for it to happen in other people's lives. And ultimately, when we stop craving the kingdom of God, we start caving. We start, things start caving in around us, um, and the light of God becomes smothered out in our lives, and we become stagnant. So I want to encourage you at the outset of this message, or at the, at the end of this message here, crave the kingdom. 
Crave the kingdom of God. Do whatever it takes to get that desire back inside of your heart and life for the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God, his word, it can change absolutely everything inside of your life. And God is just waiting to do something great for you uh, in the kingdom of God. God is waiting to do something great for you in this region. God is waiting to do something great with you on your job and in your family. God is waiting for you to open up and be saturated by his kingdom so that he can plant his, his word inside of your heart heart and so that there can be a great harvest that not only you're going to benefit from but the people around you are going to benefit from so i hope you enjoyed this today and i hope that the kingdom of god truly uh, gets on the inside of your heart and your soul and your mind that it completely consumes you today and that you begin to crave his presence you begin to crave his glory because when you do that your life will be changed forever we love you guys uh, see you on Sunday in person. We can't wait to see you at church. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys around. Have a great, great day. And we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.